The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Welcome to the prophetic voice of our time. And this is Mike Sasso with Freedom Fellowship Church and Sons of God International sitting in today for Pastor Chris. And wow, we've got a lot to cover today. Praise God. 2023. Oh my gosh, where did it go? It was fast. And wow, well, I'm here to tell you 2024 is going to be fast as well, but it is going to be productive, guys. I just feel in my spirit that God is raising us up and getting us ready to go forth in the power of His Holy Spirit. We've had some preparing to do, and we've had some cleaning up to do, and those who have prepared themselves in 2023, you better get ready, because you're going to run like you've never run before, praise God. Now, there's a few scriptures I'm going to go over to kind of share with you today regarding 2024 and what to expect. And, you know, the body of Christ, I've got to say, has been misunderstood in terms of who we are, really, in the earth. And I'm here to tell you today that the body of Christ is not, I'm going to say this again, the body of Christ is not a religious organization. Oh boy, there's going to be people saying, what? I've never heard that before. Well, listen again. The body of Christ is not a religious organization, and we are not a religious people. But instead, in the heart of God and in the mind of God, we are his governmental body, his arm, the governmental body of Jesus Christ. And we've got to understand this, and I'm here to say it is all through Scripture. So we'll start in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, very familiar Scripture during the Christmas season, when it says, For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. And the government, not the religion, not the religious structure, but the government, the government shall be upon his shoulders. And then it goes on to say that his name shall be, and that's Jesus, by the way, his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in verse 7, it says, and of the increase of his government, that means the expansion of his kingdom, the expansion of his understanding of how to live life, how to be blessed, how to do things God's way, that means the expansion of his kingdom. In the increase of his government and of his peace, there will be no end. To order it and to establish it with judgment and justice from henceforth to forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Praise God. And I'm here to tell you in 2024, we're going to begin to see that manifest. Praise God. And Jesus is the rock. We're going to go through some more scripture. Jesus is the rock, and I've talked about this before in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, where the disciples of Jesus came to him and he said, Who do men say that I am? And then Peter responded and said, Well, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus responded to him, Flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. And in verse 18 he said, And I say unto you, you are Peter, and upon this rock, that is himself, Jesus Christ, the rock, of our salvation, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And the word church in that verse, as I've talked about in previous broadcasts, 
That word church in the day that Jesus spoke it was not a religious word. It was a very well-known word. It was a word that was commonly used actually hundreds of years prior, about 300 years prior, started in the Greek world, where the ecclesia was literally the governmental arm that came together. It was a, a group of citizens that were called out to come into an assembly in order to deliberate over issues and to set laws, set things in order, and literally to run the government. And so when Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my ecclesia, that's the correct pronunciation in Greek, he was saying, I will build my governmental structure. So we have so misunderstood who we are and what God has called us to do in the earth. He called us the salt of the world, which is the preserving power of the earth. And if the salt has lost its ability to preserve, what good is it but to be trodden underfoot and cast out? Okay, so we have got to understand that we are this governmental arm that Jesus is looking to to establish his way of doing things. We are the light of the world, praise God. And going back now to Matthew 16, verse 19, after he said, I will, upon, the, upon this rock of himself, I will build my church, my government, my ecclesia, my governmental structure, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Against what? The governmental structure that he's establishing in the earth. And then he says, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever you shall bind upon the earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you shall loosen upon the earth shall be loosed in heaven. And I'm here to tell you in 2024, we're going to begin to see this manifest like never before. Those who have ears to hear and eyes to see. Amen. And, uh, and I want us to remember also that in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20, the Lord said that all authority in heaven and in earth is given unto him. Therefore, go ye in my name, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Basically, the commission, the great commission, was to his disciples to tell them, go establish my way of doing things, my governmental structure. If you want to be blessed in the earth, do things my way. If you want to have a blessed business, do things my way. If you want to have a blessed government, do things my way. Love your enemies. Do things that I have commissioned you to do. And I told you, this is all through Scripture. We can go, oh my gosh, all through Scripture. We don't have time to do that today. But let's go to Daniel chapter 2. And in Daniel chapter 2, verse 34, it is very clear what the Lord was saying. Now, in this section of Scripture, we have this wicked king by the name of Nebuchadnezzar that had had a dream. And uh, in that dream, he dreamed of an uh, image, a statue, if you would, that represented several kingdoms in the earth. And in verse 34, it says, and verse 35, that you saw that statue until a stone was cut out without hands. And I'm here to tell you that stone is Jesus, the cornerstone of our faith, okay? The stone that the builders rejected is the stone spoken about here in Nebuchadnezzar's dream. And it says in 34, the stone which was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were iron and clay and broke them to pieces. And then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, the gold broken into pieces together and became like chaff of the summer threshing floor and the wind carried them away and no place was found for them. And the stone that smote 
the image became a mountain that filled the whole earth. Praise God. So in Daniel chapter 2, we see the governmental structures and the world system destroyed by this stone, which the builders rejected, Jesus, when he came to establish his kingdom, that he was going to establish a building, a cornerstone of a building that was eventually going to fill the whole earth. And I'm here to tell you, we are lively stones on that building. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 5, it says, Ye also, as living stones, are built upon a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Jesus is the cornerstone of this great building that we are a part of, and God is building in the earth this building that will bring forth his kingdom, which is the body of Jesus Christ, living stones we are upon that building. And in Daniel chapter 2, as we see, there was no place found for these other kingdoms. They were completely destroyed. And then that mountain, that mountain, which is the body of Christ, by the way, I will say the governing body of Christ, became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. We are part of that mountain. And remember the statue that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed about. It is amazing to me that God chose this wicked king, Nebuchadnezzar, to reveal the coming of Messiah. And God gave this dream to this king, whom, by the way, God raised up Nebuchadnezzar to deal with Israel. Why? Because Israel had sinned against God. And then Daniel, because of Daniel's witness to this wicked king, Nebuchadnezzar got saved. And I'm here to tell you that's a, that is a story that we need to understand in today's day. We have to keep our heart right, and we have to keep our mind right, and we need to have this same heart towards this current administration, which I will just say God raised up. I didn't vote for him, but God did, if you believe the Bible. And why? To deal with us. So we need to get our heart right. If my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then the Lord said, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And now we can turn to the book of Psalms, chapter 39. Again, this is what we, the body of Christ, need to be doing. And in Psalms 39, David wrote an amazing scripture where he said, A psalm of David, and I said, I will take heed to my ways that I do not sin with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked are before me. Lord, help us to put a watch over our mouth while the wicked are before us. When I hear the news, when I see what's going on in this country, why? Because you need to be speaking the word of God. And how many in the body of Christ will let their jaw just begin to flap about this and that, their opinion about this and that, and they're not praying, they're not interceding, and it is the will of God that all men be saved, to include Joe Biden, by the way, to include Kamala Harris, by the way. One loss for Jesus, one loss to the devil is a loss to Jesus. And our number one mission, as I read earlier, is the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And if we get off of that, we are not in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Praise God. Are y'all getting this? So in, a, in order for us to be instruments of righteousness to bring forth the kingdom of God, we can't be just loosely releasing our words and fanning the flame of the devil. 
I'll say that again. If you're just loosely talking about anything that your opinion about what's going on in our government and you're not on your knees praying for the Lord to deliver us and help us, then you are fanning the flames of the devil. In James chapter 1, verse 26, it says, If any man among you seems to be religious and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. If you're just jabbing your jaw about what's going on in the world and you're not praying and earnestly interceding for the nation and for our country, then you are fanning the flames of the devil. In the book of James chapter 3, verse 2, it says, For if in many things we offend all, if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man and able to bridle his whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouths and they, that they may obey us, and we turn about the entire body of that horse. Behold also ships, which though they be great in stature and driven by fierce winds, they are turned about by a very small helm, whithersoever the captain decides. Even so, the tongue is a small member and boasts of great things. Behold how great a matter a fire can be kindled. For verse 6, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. So if you're loosely using your tongue about what's going on in our country, you need to repent and ask God to help you to pray earnestly for this nation. Amen. For every kind of beast and bird, verse 7, and serpent of things in the sea can be tamed by man, but the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. But I'm here to tell you, the Holy Ghost can tame your tongue. If you ask God, he'll learn to, learn to put a watch over your mouth so that you will not sin against the Lord. Now, that's not my message. I need to get back on track, but I think we needed to talk about that today, praise God. So we are talking about the government of God. But again, if members of the body of Christ are, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, gone AWOL and they're living their own life and talking whatever they want to talk and they got off the mission, which is the Great Commission, then we're going to have a mess, which we literally have here right now. So now let's go to Isaiah chapter 2. And the, the key, again, what we're talking about is the government of God, that Jesus did not come to establish religion. He came to establish the government of Jesus Christ, his kingdom in the earth. In Isaiah chapter 2, and remember, we talked about this mountain that was going to fill the whole earth, this great mountain that began with the stone that the builders rejected, that touched the feet and smashed that statue and drove it to powder, which in Daniel chapter 2, we just read about. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2, it says, It shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house, there is the body of Christ shall be established on the top of all the mountains, and shall be established above the hills, and all nations shall flow into it. In other words, they'll come and they'll say, hey, we need to learn what these guys are doing. Verse 3, and many people shall go and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And I'm here to tell you, Jerusalem is Jeru teachings, Salam of peace, teachings of righteousness, 
the word of the Lord will come forth from the teachings of righteousness from the body of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And we're going to see this manifest in 2024 like never before. Say, here I am, Lord, send me. And keep in mind that Nebuchadnezzar was raised up to deal with Israel because of their sin. And we all know by listening to the news and seeing what's going on in our current government that corruption prevails. And there we've heard of some prophetic words that were released about the root, this, this corrupt root, this wicked root that's being uprooted, that's rooted in our government in Washington, D.C., that literally goes around the world. Well, the bottom line is our government is corrupt because, and I'll say this, because the ecclesia is corrupt, because the church is corrupt. We have corruption in the church. We are in charge and don't even know it. And if we get the corruption out of the governing arm of the Lord, which is the body of Christ, then the government of the world will line up. When the church lines up, the government will line up, and the zeal of God is about to accomplish this. As in the days of John the Baptist, we need to prepare the world for the Lord's return. We must stay on the mission. And a few weeks ago, I had the privilege to teach prophetic school, and I was amazed what the topic the Lord gave me, and it was obedience is better than sacrifice. I was somewhat taken aback by this, but nevertheless sought him for direction on what he wanted to bring forth. And to my surprise and focus, it was obeying the, the great commission of the preaching of the gospel. That is our mission as the body of Jesus Christ. And that is why Jesus came to the earth. So we must focus on this as our number one mission. I'm a Christian before anything else to preach the gospel. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. And Mark chapter 16, verse 8, 15 through 20. To preach the gospel, Jesus is Lord. Prepare the world for the Lord's return. And notice in Mark chapter 16, verse 15, it says, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They'll cast out devils, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll take up serpents, and if they drank any deadly thing, it will not harm them. And they shall lay hands upon the sick, and they shall recover. And verse 19 is key here. It says, So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God. And I'm here to tell you to wait in eager expectation until we do our job and his enemies are made into his footstool. And then verse 20, And they went forth. They did what? They went forth and preached. They obeyed the voice of God. And what happened? And the Lord worked with them, confirming the word with signs following. The Lord performed the signs because they obeyed the word. Hallelujah. We got to do the same. We've got to be a witness in our every situation, not by beating them over the head with the Bible, but by loving them and by praying for them and by ministering the truth in love. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now we'll go to the book of Acts chapter 1 verse 4. And Jesus is telling his disciples, being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which you have heard of me. For John indeed baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now look at the question that his disciples asked him in verse 6. When they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So in other words, they were saying, hey, Lord, is it time now that you're going to, you know, sit on David's throne and you're going to come back and all this kind of stuff? And look at Jesus's answer. And he said unto them, it is not for you to know. I'll say that again. It is not for you to know. I'll say it one more time. It is not for you to know the time 
or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. But you will receive power after the Holy Ghost comes on you, and then you'll be my witnesses, and and then I'll just say, then you'll be fully equipped to preach the gospel. But he said in verse 7, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. And there are many that think they're preaching the gospel that are bringing forth this end-time eschatology message, but that is not the gospel, friend. And those people, I will tell you, are not preaching the gospel. They're all false prophets. Okay, and I say that with integrity here because Jesus, in verse 7, said specifically, it's not for you to know. And what do they spend their time on? Well, we got to know. Know what? When, when the Lord's going to, you know, do this and do that and sit back on his throne and come back and we're going to leave. Jesus said, it's not for you to know. And they spend their time on that. And I will just say to you that not one of those ministries that focuses on that is Jesus working with them with signs following. Not a single one. Why? Because they're in disobedience. Boy, that's a strong word, Pastor Mike. Well, it is, but that's the truth. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay, we've got a wrap here. I've got a few more issues that I've got to cover. So the three main points of the prophetic gathering, number one, was that the body of Christ is not a religious entity. It is a governmental entity. We've got to understand that. So now, number two, from 2024 and beyond, we're going to begin to see some great reversals. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. Those who call evil good, you're going to see a great uprooting and a reversal. And watch God move as we take our place in Jesus Christ. As we take our position with him, high above all principalities and powers, and we begin to get our focus off of the world system and on the kingdom system to do things God's way, put a watch over our mouth, we're going to see things turn around for the body of Christ and Jesus to get the, get the glory. Uh, we're going to stand for the salvation of men. And I'm here to tell you, January 6th and other issues, you watch God move, and those who put the innocent in jail, they themselves will be put in jail. Great turnarounds, my friend. And then number three, we're going to begin to see the manifestation of angels to get involved in the affairs of men. In Acts chapter 12, verse 1 through 7, uh, when Herod had stretched forth his hand to you know, uh, kill James. And then we saw the angels release Peter from prison. We're going to begin to see angelic hosts begin to move. And the angel angels were also involved in Acts chapter 12, that same chapter, verse 21 through 24. And Herod, who had obviously stood against the church, sat upon his throne arrayed in royal apparel and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout saying, this is the voice of God and not of man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him, Herod, because he gave not glory to God. And he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And uh, I'm here to tell you that we're going to begin to see some of that manifest in the earth today. The word of God continued to increase and multiply. And I'm here to tell you, we serve a holy God. It is not time to play games. It is not time to, you know, uh, fall back on your faith and go out and sin and, and not honor God in everything you do, okay? Preach the word, and we're going to see this generation get in filled with wisdom and power and might and to go forth in the kingdom of God this year in 2024.
So 2024 is going to be an amazing year. We're going to see great reversals. We're going to see the angels of God manifest in the earth. We're going to begin to see the body of Christ standing up for who she really is, the governmental arm of Jesus Christ, not ruling over men, but releasing the thus saith the Lord in the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And uh, the final verse I'm going to read is Isaiah chapter 54, verse 2 through 5. This is for the body of Christ. Those who've been faithful, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will dispossess nations. We're going to take over, praise God. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth. Oh, hallelujah. And you will remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. And he is called the God of all the earth. So instructions, obey God. Believe for the impossible. Do not lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him, and you will have a year like no other. Father, I thank you for those that are listening today. I bless them in the name of the Lord, and we give you praise. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to the prophetic voice of our time. We really hope you were blessed by today's episode. And if you were, we want to hear from you. You can call us at 210-695-1630. Or you can email us at sogmi at outlook.com. That's S-O-G-M-I at outlook.com. And we really encourage you to visit our website, sogmi.org. That is S-O-G-M-I dot org. That's where you can listen to previous episodes of this podcast and even support this podcast. We're supported by listeners just like you. So if you want to support this ministry, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit the donate button. You can also send a check to P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas 78023. Again, that is P.O. Box 1579, Helotus, Texas 78023.